Here we go. Now we're live. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back, Mind Believe Podcast and Podcast. Focus on beating the hell out of your negative voice. Me, hatchback, laid back, hair in my face, trying to swipe, 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 no swipe, and get it out of my face. This is actually my first ever video podcast. I'm looking right dead in the middle of the lens saying, you are privileged. I am too. I'm also happy for this moment. I think it's been a long time coming for this podcast to have a visual, you know, and I'm glad that I get to do that. Why am I kind of nervous? It's kind of weird. Like me, I'm, I'm a free flowing guy. I'm looking off to the side and I'm like, I don't know what to do right now. Do I look down the barrel of the lens the whole entire time or do I just act like a regular human being? No, it's probably the latter. Anyways, if this is your first time listening to the Mind Bully podcast. Hi, how are you doing? This is a podcast focused on beating the hell out of your negative voice. And I think it's important to reiterate that and why that we're doing that and why it's so important to me to beat the hell out of your negative voice. I think all of us have a negative voice. And when we're in our times of indecision or our times where we feel like we're not good enough, where we feel like we're worthless, where we feel like we can't move on, where we feel like we don't have the traits, the things in us uniquely crafted in us to do the things that we actually want to do or even survive, it's important to know that you can overcome that negative voice and get past and keep moving day by day, month by month, year by year, knowing that you can overcome your internal battle. As soon as you walk out the house, you can overcome whatever battle you face. It starts with the mental. And I think that it takes me to a place of when I was in Germany, I went through a tough time where I was isolated from my family during COVID, had a tough time with a tough coach, a really eh, bad experience. And I really had a really a moment of just soul searching, if you will, and really finding out who the hell I am. <laughs> without basketball, without my family, without my friends, like who am I at the core of my foundation? And I found that. I found that in Christ. And I think that it's imperative to just reiterate over and over and over again that you can overcome the negative voice that you deal with because it, it's really a thing on my heart even that I usually kind of go and, and, and go on to the episode. But right now, I don't know, for some moment or some reason rather that I just have it because a lot of us deal with that and we deal with it in silence. And, you know, when you deal with something like that so deep in silence, you don't really know how to handle it. And you don't know how to handle it. And you choose different ways to kind of fend off that voice or fight that voice or quiet that voice inside, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's sex, whether it's relationships, being around the wrong people to kind of sedate your feelings, numb your feelings and kind of go day by day. But I think that it's very essential to know that you, literally you, you by your goddamn self can overcome and beat the hell out of that negative voice. It's really about just being real with yourself and being honest and, and asking yourself those real questions in those real moments, in those real episodes. Why do I feel this way? Okay, where does that come from? If we can go back and reverse and unpack our past and unpack our childhood and the things that we really face on the day to day, I think that... It can help us all move forward. So that's why this podcast is here. My hair is dry as hell, as you can see on the camera, because it's a video podcast. Duh. My hair is dry as hell. 
And, you know, it's weird. My hair is dry as hell. I'm kind of timid because I'm kind of nervous, kind of like, but it's only me. Hello. Like, literally, I'm the only one here. I'm probably like getting into my element now, like my bag. I'm starting to, you know, relax. And part of me is like, bro, I should edit this out if I'm actually going to put it on my real podcast. But I'm like, bro, this is you anyways, bro. You made the podcast for you, not for me. But to be a vessel, like through me, and this is actually me, bro. Hold on, bro. This hair is not it right now, boy. Shout out to goddamn who, whoever can uh retwist, retwist and fade because that. Nah, I don't like the pineapple look either. Just get it out the face. Anyways, I think for this episode, just a first video podcast. It's I don't know. I'm just gonna talk and free flow and think and move and because that's really me to the core, anyways. Hope this provides value. If it doesn't, get your ugly ass away anyway. We don't want you. I'm kidding. But I hope it does. And I don't know. It goes to this week. Um, I play professional basketball, professional athlete, Greensboro Swarm, Charlotte affiliate, blah, 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 blah. I got that out of the way. So we played in, where were we just now? Thursday, we had a game in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Jesus Christ. And I'm not going to lie. Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Come on. Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Bruh. But it was actually really cool. Like they have a great fan base there. Great people. It feels like Texas almost to where it's like suddenly, hey, how y'all doing when you walk in a party, like a place like people like, oh, like what's good? Uh, asking me all these things. It was really cool. The first day um, we we stayed at a hotel like right on Main Street, where is their party, party Main Street, or I guess. And some of my teammates went to a bar. I was on the phone call late, late, late with, you know, different people back home. And I end up going there late. As soon as I walk in, I get the love. I feel the Oshkosh, Wisconsin love. And the way they do it is through alcohol. But I was like, bro, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. They were like, oh, we can. I don't drink. Anyways, long story short, I think like, man, it's you never know who you can meet in the conversations you can have with different people. I was talking to the bartender. Shout out that he was just literally he he's a rapper. And he was just telling me about his story, like why he raps. He's really telling me his why and why he does the thing that he does. You know, you meet somebody and say, man, my boy, I'm a rapper. Let me give you my mixtape. I'm like, hey, bro, I'm nicer than many. <laughs> many be like, uh, I'm going to keep it pushing on your ugly. But me, I like sit there and I listen. I'm like, is this person worth it? But like literally his story, like things that he's went through, his crap. Before I even listened to his music, I'm like, no, nah, I like this guy because of who he is and what he stands for. And he's like, I think in my life, the real things that's helped me even in rap one, I pour everything in rap. I put my heart, my blood, sweat and tears into it. It's like, he literally says like how you play, you get up every single day, you grind, you go to the gym, you work on your game. Literally I get up every single day. I go to the studio, I work on my game. I write like my pen, I listen. And I thought that was so cool. Like he's dived deep into his craft like that. That's, dope. That's one. Like I literally resonate with his values, the the hard work, the grind and like how he does it every single day. Like I resonate with that. But then, you know, his beliefs about what it means, not only about himself, but about what he can do. Like, because I can do this in the ground, in a deep down level that I'm in, this depressive state of the different things that he was going through. Like if I can do this and stay consistent with this every single day, go in the studio, grind after the real things that I've been through in my life, knowing that I'm getting better at that every single day, I'm getting better on my pen. I'm getting better with my raps. I'm getting better with just the different songs and everything I'm pouring into my music. I'm getting better at that. 
it's like, bro, that's life. It, it's taught me so much about life that even if we're in the deepest, darkest stages, if we stay stick and grind through our why, why we're doing it, knowing that like, I really love what I'm doing, like serving people. He's like, the way I rap and the reason I rap is to serve others, you know, because it got me through my worst times, just expressing. He said it was an escape. And I asked him like, all these questions, obviously I have a podcast and I'm like, escape, what do you think you're escaping from? And he was like, you know, uh, the different times, uh, family issues, things that he was going through, mental issues in his life. But he was like, but, but then I asked him, if you're escaping every time you go to music, you think you still use music as an outlet to do so. Meaning, are you still escaping what you've been through? And he was just like, Honestly, no. And I think what he says next really shapes my perspective now. And I learned so much. Obviously, you can learn from anybody. Bar Bar 430. Shout out Bar 430. All my boy out there. Um, I And I feel so bad. I forget the guy's name. I'm blessed with knowledge of knowing names, whatever. But now nah, he he's a great dude. But anyways, he was like. The perspective that I have towards escaping is that, you know, before I use it as an escape, but now I look at it from a different place because yes, I was escaping, but I'm able to look at it and put it in a box like that escape box, everything, my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions. When I go escape, I put it in a box. And then when I come back out of that box, I can look at that box. I can look at that escape box and look at the things that I was escaping from after I expressed it through music. And he was like, no, I don't escape. I, I got through it. I pushed past it because me going to my escape allowed me to kind of work through those things and then come out and then look at what I did. Like, look at what is his work and look at what he said and look at all the different emotions and the feelings that he was going through. He was like, I can separate myself and look at the real traumas in my life and and kind of work through them that way. And I thought that perspective, bro, was so beautiful. I'm not kidding. Like I was like, bro, I've never thought of it that way because again, escape, 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 you know, music. I listen to music. It gets me in a mode before a game, like to put me in a mode. I listen to music to put me in a mode. You know, sometimes you with your little girl, y'all had a little attitude, argument, attitude, argument, the same thing, whatever. Y'all had a little situation, whatever. And then you leave and you're like, eh. I got to get on my, you know, you on some simp, like you simping, you feeling, yeah. And so you put on some soft music and then you're like, okay, so you're in that mode. You're escaping what you just went through to kind of, you know, and then when you walk your little ugly glass upside into that room, it's back into that real action again. And for me, I was just like, yeah, <laughs> when will you actually go take your little butt back home, sit down, really go through what you've been through and then write and think. But he was like, I literally do that through music and now I can look at it and, and kind of process and move forward that way. And he's like, that really has helped me. And I really learned a lot from that. I'm just like, man, it goes to show wherever you are, bro. It's like I this world nowadays, I don't want to be like a, a grandfather. Nigga, I'm Norris. This world nowadays, bro, it's like you can't be. People are so weak, like not weird. I want to shut up. Just talk. It's like you can't be yourself and you can't get to know everybody. Like when you walk into a random place, a hi, a smile, a how's your day? What, where are you from? Those kind of questions just go out the window because it's like, oh, <laughs> let me get this little groceries I need and let me get out of here. We never really stop anymore to have those real conversations. And I think that really 
me stopping, obviously it's a different setting with a bar and literally that's kind of relationship, that type of thing. But for him to, you know, speak to me about his, his journey and his mental battle and everything that he's facing and the way that he beautifully crafted, like he uses music to get through it and music has helped him and music is him leading his service. Now, like his mission is to pour and throw his whole self at music to get through life. I think that is beautiful. So shout out to you. But Oshkosh, Wisconsin was at the bar, talked to the guy, won the game. Whoa, cap, 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 cap. Bro, I'm not going to lie. On Thursday, we had the game. We got in on Wednesday. That's when I met the guy, whatever. Thursday, we had the game. We were up 30 and lost. How do you do that? Who knows? I didn't play. And, you know, there's another thing about that. I broke my pinky. It's healing now. Like. I put it in the camera. Obviously you can't see it, but my pinky's healing. And, you know, we had an assignment down, come play with us. And whenever that happens, my minutes get skewed. So it's different. And even me saying this right now, I don't know why my voice is going low, but it's like the mind bully, you know, the negative voice tries to get you in those moments. Like, okay, you're not good enough to play. Uh, You're not good enough to be and, and, and play and be somebody of you know, stature on this team and it comes and it comes and it comes. And I think if you're listening to this, even if you're great at what you do, (laughs) even if you're really good at what literally that you do every single day, you wake up, you grind for it, you grow and you know, your confidence for everything that you do every single step of the way. Like, you know, your process, like you execute on everything that you do leaves you to have this emotion. Like, okay, I'm him. I'm him in this sport. I'm him in what I do. I'm him on like, you're that person. Even if it's you, that negative voice still comes after you and says, you can't do it. You're not worth it. You're not worth playing. You're not good enough. <laughs> You're hurt. You're, and it still comes and it comes. And I think, you know, this weekend for me, it really did come. It really did come. And I think that, you know, I was excited to play one of in a G League that makes it tough if a lot of places don't have a great rocking atmosphere. Shout out Greensboro Swarm. We do a great job here of, you know, kind of getting the fans involved. But they, Wisconsin heard. I ain't gonna lie, they pull up and they fans are drinking lit, like they pull up. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wanna play in this. Like, it's cool, like, to, you know, as a competitor, you wanna play and see your skills and, you know, grow and everything. And me coming off an injury, in my mind, you know, you gotta psych yourself out. Like, it's so weird, you know, this is sidebar, but like, the season is so monotonous. I'm not going to lie. And every basketball player to say, gee, I'm grinding. I'm locked in every single game. Cap, shut your black ass up. Shut your white ass. And, and shut up. Shut, shut your ass up. It's cap. You don't just get like, oh, motivated every single game. No, nah, it's like you got to psych yourself out and, you know, set next day goals or next day goal, next week goals. And I think an injury, it does leave you an opportunity to do that. Like, okay, milestones. How does it feel today? Let me get this and let me get this amount of rebounds. Let me have this much impact. Let me, you know, try things, you know, and it kind of psychs yourself out to where you're inspired and you're motivated. It's almost like you're using your mind belief against itself. Like, all right, you think I can't do that? This is what I'm going to do. It's like that weird, irrational kind of feeling, that inner battle that you go through that kind of charges you and pushes you over the top. I think that I was really going through that this week. You know, when you sit out with an injury, it's like, your body. And I'm such a movement guy, such a workout guy. I'm a protein meathead, whatever. And I'm like, I stay in line with that. So it's like, when you don't play, 
you try to supplement workouts and it gets a little different and you go on a treadmill and then you run, run, run. And because you haven't played for a while, you pull your hamstring, you can't even run, run, run. And then you're like, you're trying to do like little rear elevated squats and try to get your heart rate with jumping jacks. And you, it, you're just trying to makeshift what you could do. So when you get on the court, you could perform at your greatest. So I think that all of that, I was using that at internal battle, that internal struggle to kind of lock my mind in to get inspired, to get pl- to play with emotion, life, love, like, to you know, pick my team up, get them going. So I think all of that going in and I don't play, obviously I'm still dealing with the injury, but I'm available and I played with the injury before. So it's like, I don't know. I just, you know, that negative voice. And I think for me, really, it, it really wants to silence me in those times. I'm such an expressive guy. I pour into the guys. I'm a leader and I, I try to be the best teammate I can because I think, you know, every person playing is in the same situation. Obviously, your skills brought you to this level. So be confident in that and pour into your teammates. If you can't play, what good is it, bro? Moaning and complaining every single play like, damn, why you take me out? Damn, why I'm not playing? Damn, just one mistake. He get to play out his. Like, what good does that do? And I come from a place of I did that, too. I was that too. And sometimes literally that voice still comes to me too. But the discipline, the the motivation, the the tactics that got you to this level, the traits and everything that you've done, your talent have got you to this level. Obviously the discipline and the other mindset has to get you to this level and pass it. If that makes sense anyways, because it's like, that's part of growth too. And knowing that you're not the only damn player breathing in like, no one's against you. It's a whole group thing. And I think, you know, even on the coaching side, a lot of coaches have a great opportunity to kind of get players in with trust, you know, building trust early. So there's less of that. You know, I think once there's real trust in, you know, not only the relationship, but what we're doing here and we're holding everybody accountable to that every single day and how we do things and the discipline of how we do things and the consistency and how we do things and holding people accountable on how we do things. And it's like, there's so many ways to go about that. It's like, I think everybody from the best team to the losing team, we have the same goals. Why are winners and losers different? Winners and losers have literally the same goals. Win. We want to win. No loser or no winner, no whatever comes in and like, yeah, we want to lose this season and it ends up winning or shit. We want to win. All of them want to win and end up losing. Why do the winners win? And I think it's the how, how you do the things that you want to do. It's the habits. It's the actionable things that you can get and push you across the line every single day, holding yourself accountable to that. And I think that, you know, as people, we all have values and you know, meeting those values are our beliefs and the beliefs about how we meet our values is how we live our lives. Uh, some people think respect. Yeah, I'm going to get my respect by whooping your black ass. All right. Your ass is going to go to jail. I think I'm going to get my respect by serving and just, you know, being that type of person. They see my light in me and I spread off on them, even though they might be coming a little different way. My reaction is still, I love you, brother, but I'm still him. Like, you know, being that type of guy. And then you're like, okay, respect, true love, that type of stuff. True, true. Like that's the thing. And you know, those two different parallels is winners and losers. You know, you make bad choices and you end up on that end. You make good choices and you end up building off those relationships. So I think in a team sense, like I do think that, you know, 
it's so weird that we all preach this discipline, integrity, respect, all these things. Obviously, it's so great. <laughs> but what does they look like? What do they look like? Discipline. What does it look like? Every damn coach probably think discipline, discipline, discipline. Like your players, your people, they don't. OK, show us in the confines of this organization what discipline looks like. For me at Texas Tech, just an example, discipline. Never, ever, ever miss a free throw block out. Literally, if a free throw goes up and they get the ball, our ass is goddamn. I'm like, damn, I'm finna be <laughs> delusional the next day because my black ass gonna pass out the way I'm been running and tired and spitting and throwing up. So I have an emotional connection with, oh, bro, if I see somebody miss a block out, I'm like, ew, it's not me because that discipline was literally concrete and detailed and we were clear on what we were disciplined about. And I think if, organizations have many more of these. I have so many of those. Uh, don't blizzard block out. Literally be in every class. Never miss a class. Always be in the front of that goddamn class. Literally these type of things, if you build that in your team, your organization, what you're doing in your life, actionable habits, verbs, like something that you do every single day and something that you don't do every single day, it makes you different and it makes you win and it makes you you know, scale your life. I think, you know, these things that we preach, integrity, all these things is so vague. Obviously, yes, do the right thing. Always do the right thing. But like in the confines of what you do, in the confines of what you see and, you know, work through every single day, what does that look like for you? Another example is respect growing up. I think everybody, all your parents say respect as being a Nigerian raised by immigrants. <laughs> respect means you must greet me every single day. Are you stupid? When you come in this house, what do you say? Eh? What do you, hi, what is hi? How are you, mommy? How are you, how's your, that type of, that's respect. When a guest come, you don't just say hi and run. Your, your ass is getting slapped after they leave. It's, hey, you offer them something like that's respect. Respect can be, no, I ran, come downstairs. I'm upstairs. I'm going to run and give you the remote that's right there. And it's like, I'm, I don't like it, but it's respect. Those type of things in the confines of my household. Yeah, you might not like it because we have different, you know, beliefs about how to meet that value of respect <laughs> in the confines of my household. That's respect. What does that look like for you? I think if you're a leader, if you're a manager, if you're in charge of people, if you're you anyways, you, you have to hold a standard of those things that you preach. You can't just say these things that you literally, okay, today I read about respect and I read about habits. I think I'm going to go to my team and say, we need to have respect for each other and we need to have habits, great habits that win. Them boys going to look at you like, duh, shut your glass up. We finna do what we want to do. Show us, teach us, drill us. What do we need to do every single day? Hold people accountable. Man, I think that, Ah, I'm I'm going a lot and I'm like rambling. I'm spitting. I'm cotton mouth. My 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 contact. Y'all know it's dry. I got a uh I got an appointment. Literally, hold on. You see that right there, man. Visual podcast this time, February third. Yeah, okay. No focus. I still got to work on that. February third at twelve o'clock. I got a a division center of a. I'm not gonna say your name, but yeah, I need a new contact. But yeah, bro, we just preach all these things, man. And I don't know why I'm looking at this sheet. It's literally blank. But we preach all these things, but it's like, show, 
show it how with your habits and what you're doing every single day. And, you know, that creates winners that creates winning, a winning culture, a trustworthy culture, knowing that we all know why we do it. Like I started this podcast really understanding or relaying and trying to articulate the best I can why I have this podcast and why overcoming and beating the hell out of that negative voice is important to me. Okay. How do I do that? Every single day I stick with this process. How do I do that? I question myself. Why do I feel this way on the court just because I didn't play? Does that mean I'm negative? Does that mean I suck? No, it just means that I have the light of Christ in me built up in me. He called me here right here for a god dang reason. Okay. Learn from that. What can I grow from that? What is he trying to teach me through this? How can I be a better teammate in this moment? How can I be a better me in this moment? How can I grow past this? Because all these things that we go through in this life, you will go over and over and you go through them again until you learn that god dang lesson. Cause he loves you and his ways are way more bigger and broader and more than you can even ask or think or imagine from your own ways. His ways are so much greater. So it's like, I ramble a lot, but as Christians, nobody, <laughs> it don't say in the good book that he's going to give us understanding <laughs> that we going to understand it. Cause we won't need faith. And the just shall live by faith. The righteous justified righteous shall live by faith. And even that saying that I'm justified. You got name vindicated. You, <laughs> I'm just, I'm righteous. I, I shall live by faith, not by understanding <laughs> a peace that surpasses all understanding. He like, you know, we're granted grace <laughs> understanding. No, <laughs> keep going your way and your understanding. It'll go through one path, but his way is different. So it's like, even through these times that we mark in the moment as uh, negative. I didn't play. I'm pissed off. I didn't play. We lost 30. I could have like impacted the game. I could have showed something. I could have brought a fight. I could have brought something to the game because that's who I am. Hey, goddamn time out. I could have been that. And even a day later, the next day we won and we had a great game and the guys feel inspired and, you know, guys felt and played well. And I'm like pouring into them. I'm still being me. But in my head, the mind bill is like, damn, I see you ain't shit. Now them boy, them boys lost without you. <laughs> you thought they needed you. Shit. They lost anyway. Now they won without you. They really don't need your little black hat. So it was still coming. But it's like what you fight it off with. Just like him saying, okay, he gets that escape box is a little different. That escape box. He looks at it for me. How I overcome this, it's like I separate me versus my mind belief. Because when I separate those two, I can look at it, I can fight it, I can face it, I can fend that voice off and I can speak to it with truth and truth and truth and truth and truth. And I can say these things and I have habits every single day of how I do it and how I do it and how I say it. And it quiets that voice. It beats that help, like beats it down. And the only reason that voice comes back, the circumstance, oh, circumstance, look by what I see, by what I see, but what I see, but I don't live off my senses. I don't live off what I see. I live off faith. And it's that constant reminder. And having that constant reminder, it's like you really have to guard everything you watch, everything you hear, everything that you listen to, because whether you realize it or not, you're subconsciously taking in those things. So, you know, you listen to a tough story, a sad story about somebody else losing his job or he tried so hard, he never made it. And then like subconsciously, you're like, damn. What if I never make it? What if I can never get to where I want to be? What if I am not where I'm called to be? What if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing? What if all this is for nothing? What if I really don't have it in me? 
Like all those creep in subconsciously, creep in, creep in. And then you listen to a song they're like, my mama knew like, you know, negative songs and that creeps in, creeps in. And then you wonder why in layup lines, you thinking about you, Norts, and not about serving and pouring into your team is because what I've been feeding my God dang self. It's like, check that, stop that at the door. Once you stop that at the door, you got to replace it. You know, feed your faith. You got to be feeding on the right things, man. I think, I know rather that this is a fight and it's a light fight. Whether your light's going to shine today or your mind bullies, how are you going to overcome and beat the hell out of that negative voice through the different things that you do? I don't know what I said before to start going into this, but I, I yeah, I was explaining my week, whatever. Yeah. So we end up going one for one on this trip and the negative voice came for me, obviously both times, my mind bully, but you know, even saying this and speaking it through, I was really questioning it before. I was just like, damn, I'm, I'm this way. I'm depressed. I'm sad. But I'm like, no, I'm actually not sad, but it's actually annoying that the mind bullies come in. I'm like, damn, today I got to speak truth. I got to speak to it. I got to fight it. I got to fight it because it's not me experiencing these things. It's not me that it is rather. It's not me. I'm experiencing it. It's just me looking at my mind bully today. And he just talking loud. Let me beat his ass with truth. Let me beat his ass with truth over and over and over again. A lot of the times when we when we grow and we read all these self-help and, you know, personal development books, we like, yeah, I'm unstoppable, my boy. I know this. I learned it, all this stuff. And why do you still have that negative battle? Why do you still have that negative void? Obviously, because you're a light. You literally have something inside of you. And it's not that you haven't taught and, you know, learn these things. It's like, okay, you literally have to keep continuing on those things. And not only just those things, it's the spiritual side. Me as a believer, I have a foundation of faith. I have a foundation of Christ as my Lord and Savior, meaning that he gave me a helper, the Holy Spirit that I go to, that, you know, I have the authority, delegated authority from pops to me. So it's like, okay, I'm going to give you truth, but I'm going to, you know, be in the spirit, you know, because if somebody speaks again, <laughs> I'm preaching right now. Dang. He that speaks in tongues edifies himself. I'm charging myself up. I'm speaking it. Like, you know, I'm speaking in a language that locks my mind, believe the devil, everybody out because it's like, bro, life. We are literally spirits in a body. This is the container. I'm a spirit. These, this is a spirit world. You understand? And there's some things that we can't understand with our goddamn senses. Literally, that we have to do it through our spirit that has to charge us up through the spirit and then we can work and then we can move and then we can become, you know, all that we are with life and love. And then worship comes and you start, ooh, God, I really love me. God got a covering over me that's a little different. Then you start realizing, okay, like chest up, chin to the goddamn sky, knowing who the hell you are. Then the mind beliefs start coming at it with truth, with all that you've experienced and all that's been revealed through you, through the revelation knowledge of God. Like, bruh, I don't know. It's just, it's annoying. But then when you sit there and you're like, bro, it's annoying, but it's like truth. (laughs) It's literally the truth that I'm different. I'm built different for a reason. I'm a one-on-one. Like I can conquer these things that I go through this moment right now. I'm learning something through this moment, whether I realize it right now, maybe I'm not mature enough in my faith. Maybe I'm not mature enough in my walk, whatever you do and whatever you're grinding through, maybe I'm not mature enough. And maybe I don't have the only 
perspective or the right perspective and the right approach in this situation? How can I look at my situation from outward lens? If I was a character in a movie, how many different ways can, you know, the script writer, you know, play this movie out? Do I lose in the end? No, obviously. What am I learning from this moment? Always. We love the movies that, oh man, they did that from that. Why the hell are we so short term with our life? We're so looking at this little curated box, this, what is it? Uh, 15 by 15 on IG life. Like uh, today sucked. <laughs> Today's keep on swiping, <laughs> keep on swiping in your life. Meaning like, Oh, I didn't see the full picture. I didn't see that. I was going to do that and that and that and that and that. <laughs> when you look, bro, uh, bro, again, when you look back on your life, all these real moments that you're so scared and you're so confused and you're so, oh, I can't do this. I'm anxious. I'm depressed. All this stuff. When you look back on your life, on how you felt in those real moments, when I look back on my life in Germany, in a tough time, I'm crying in the morning. I'm crying at night. I'm popping pills to go to sleep. I have a torn hamstring. The coach is saying all these different things in Dutch that I can't understand. It's basically racist things every single day. I'm fighting with him. I'm leaving that team. I'm trying to go through another team. I'm in a moment of... I have literally a 9 p.m. curfew. I had somebody come over for New Year's that I literally didn't want to even talk to. And I was just like, here, you can sleep in my bed. And I sleep upstairs because that person was rude and all this stuff. I literally just wanted to be around another human being. All these things. And then after she left, I'm like, I will never hang out with anybody again. And it made me also feel more isolated, isolated, isolated. Like I was just trying to find somebody to, you know, react with and that stuff. She was just so rude. I don't know why I just thought about that. But anyways, like when you're in those real things, you look back on your life and say, wow, like, wow, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. He kept this promise to me to, to this day. I didn't see that in that moment. I see it today. You look back. Wow. He made a way when there seems to be no way. Uh, despite all the Instagram things and what people was preaching in, like <laughs> he made a way. How did I get to this moment from that? Knowing what you really actually really went through. How did I? How? How? It didn't it didn't it didn't seem possible. And a lot of us, our perspective is so short term, bro. Please, 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 please look at your life. And be thankful for the things and your walk of how you got here. Yes. No, it has not been perfect. No. Have things been tough for you? Yes. But how can you look at your life knowing that everything that you've been through, that you're breathing here, how can you look at it negatively? Knowing that even what you're doing right now, he's getting something out of it, bro. You're growing through it. And it's like, you really got to believe in that. And it comes from your why. And it comes from the confidence that you have in you that, um, I'm a one-on-one. I have the light of Christ in me. He made me, me. And because of that, I can come with confidence knowing that <laughs> I have all that it takes to get through what I'm going through. And I think if you're listening to this and even watching me literally sweat and blink my eyes 40 times, it's for you. It's for you. It's a message that literally I didn't know I was going to speak and I didn't know what I was going to say. I obviously have these podcasts ready and ready to go. I had a podcast guest. He's in Poland. We'll get that squared away, but it just didn't work with, you know, my schedule. I said we had two games and it's a seven hour time difference. <laughs> no more you got to make some shake, my boy. And, you know, I just sat down and I asked God to equip me with the words to say 
and have confidence that he'll equip me with the words to say. And I think that a lot of times I get behind here and try to give you some curated, cute message. If you're listening to this podcast, I always say this all the time, but what's said once is probably said again and again and again. And it's a podcast and it's a conversation. So I could, and it has no problem with keeping things consistent, but I don't know. I think this is the best element of Norrance. I've really tried to this week strategically, no music, just books, 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 read, 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 write. I have this binder that literally it's, I literally went to Walmart. I had a rental car in Greensboro, North Carolina, because I don't have a car here. And it was the greatest. I spent probably too much money on two weeks having a rental car. I might get it back since we're here for a little while till um, all-star break. Obviously, wait, we have all-star break from 15th through the 21st, February 15th to the 21st. So if anybody's listening, to this has any destination that they would like Norrance to go to from February 15th to the 21st, please let me know. Anyways, I got with the rental car that I got, I went to Walmart and got a binder and I literally just wanted to write, but I, cause I think like when I write, it helps me process my thoughts. If you know, I'm ADD and sometimes it just comes to me and I start trying to type it out, everything I think. And I'm like, no typing, I can never go back to that and really feel and really connect with what I type. But when I write it, I'm like, oh, I wrote that and I retain better. So I literally wrote a bunch of things and every single day. It's a cute little binder. Cambridge. Shout out Cambridge. Anyways, uh, I put the date every single day. I put brain dump and I just write. And every single day, write. I write for pages, pages, whatever I think, whatever comes to me. Like I write, 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 write as well as a journal that I have every single day, I write in a journal, not too much. And it kind of separates because I think that before, obviously I journal a lot, but before I would write all the things that like, I just thought randomly in my journal, it's like cloud my actual thinking. Nope. There's one actually for introspection, really, you know, connecting with Norrance uh, journal. <laughs> and there's the big, bold brain dump binder folder. So yeah, I have those two separated now. But if you're listening to this episode and you liked this episode and you like what we're building here with Mindbully Podcast, now a visual of Mindbully Podcast. Hopefully I get it loaded. Hopefully I can edit it and, you know, without my MacBook Air breaking down, I obviously need a pro, a MacBook Pro with some more RAM. I just learned that and I'm learning how to edit and do different things. If you guys saw the lighting right now, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. I wish I was back home, Cedar Hill, Texas. Hey, you talking about? Because I have like a nice setup here. Shut up. Stop with all the disclaimers. Mac, do with what you have every single day. It's a gross stage. I'm not <laughs> Hollywood Studios and now Norrance Mind Bully Podcast. No, it's every single day, the little steps. So this step one of actually putting it on YouTube. So yeah, if you like what you heard and you like this podcast and you have a battle, a mental battle, you're overcoming, you're beating the hell out of your negative voice every single day. Please do me a favor. Rate and review this podcast. It means the world to myself and it means the world to what we're doing. You know, so many people, more impact, more eyes, more hearts, more people can discover what we're building and the different stories that we're building through Mindbully Podcast. Hopefully where this podcast, I had enough eye contact, you know, with we're going to see anyways, growth stage. But if you do, thank you for rating and reviewing it means the most to me. Peace and love. Deuces, baby. Baby. First visual podcast. Yeah. Bye. Hey, Genix, you going off?